right, here we go. It is episode 22 of the Odd G's podcast presented by Vet Parks. Harry Mace, Jason Martinez, what's going on? Ha! Hey, man, I, uh, you know, I'm still in a, a post NFL draft haze and uh, trying to come to grips with the fact that the 76ers will be eliminated uh, probably within the week. I was talking to one of the guys at Wawa, Walter is his name, uh-huh. and he said, uh, I think they get swept 4 0. Wow. I don't think they get swept. Well, I will say this, though. I mean, I was talking about this with a couple of guys the other day. Like, Embiid's going to miss, we know, the first two games. What if he if he misses game three? Let's, yeah. And let's say they go down 3-0 as a result. Do they bring it? They don't bring him back at all. Right? So then they could get back? swept. No. I don't think so. If they're down 3-0, you're bringing Embiid back with a well, broken I mean, face and a torn ligament in his thumb? Yeah, and a concussion to boot. Yeah, right? well, that would be gone by then. You, you know, you, that, you would, that would have to be gone for him to come back. I would assume, but yeah, I mean, you know, this thing, this thing just totally went all bad, and I, you didn't even know about it because I was watching the draft more intently than I was watching what Game Six of the series against Toronto. I had that on the little TV with no sound, and I had the big TV on the draft with sound. So I'm watching, and the game was long since over anyway. The 76ers were up like 25, 30 points late in that game. So I, I saw him hit the floor, but he hits the floor all the time. So I never really thought much of it. This is, you know, how many times have we seen Joel Embiid crash to the ground after being yep. hit or whatever? And I thought nothing of it. You know, he's, he's Mr. Drama King anyway. He plays everything up. So you never know what to believe. So I didn't really find out about the injury or know the severity of it until the next day. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. Why was he in the game? They yeah, were up, up 30 points with four minutes to go, and he's got a torn ligament in his thumb. Why is he in the fucking game? Yeah, you're right. And this is – I know the NBA's got the three-point line and all that, Harry. Yeah. But that's – I mean, that's too much to come back from. Like, what are we doing here? we got to protect the guy a little bit. There's it's no ridiculous. upside to it. Now, you know, I know Doc Rivers is, is – you know, no stranger to blowing leads. Yeah. Uh, I get all that. But if you can't hold a 30 point lead with four minutes to go. Yeah. Um, wrong. What are we doing here? Yeah. You know, you're irrelevant anyway. Yeah. And, and, and he's so prone to this kind of stuff. And I, you know, he's doing the, you know, the airplane thing down the court and, you know, I, we love some of that histrionics and all that stuff, but I, you know, was that really necessary there too? I mean, they, they went to game six, with this team, they should have dispatched of them in four games. Yeah, and, and they missed the opportunity to do that. Right. I mean, and what then you, there's what the you, wear and tear that Embiid doesn't need. Right. You know what? What are you doing? You know, rubbing in their face uh, when they took you to six games to begin with. Yeah. No, you're right. And the thing is, is you know, you're in this predicament again, where so yeah. much is predicated on Embiid's health, and it's never it never holds up. No, it never holds up. It and, never holds up. Know, you know, they've become a team that's difficult to really embrace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, we yeah. love Embiid. And I, I do. Don't get me wrong. But there's always something else. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and if there's not something else, you're waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And it usually delivers. Right. Exactly right. It's, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I mean, the Sixers in the second round now, Harry, down one nothing, are minus five. Miami's minus 525 to take the series on the Bet Parks app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> They're plus eight and a half in game two. And I think I'm just going to take them. Maybe I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. but I'm just anticipating them shooting a little bit better from, from beyond. They were 
god awful. I think they attempted 30 some shots from three point and landed 17% of them. Maxie's throwing up ball, you know, shots early in the shot clock. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? It's like on? everybody's lost their mind. Yeah. Now, Tobias Harris was great. He played a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Harden, I expect way, you know, maybe I'm a dope, but I expect more from him. Yeah. in that situation and i hope uh, that we'll get it tonight and maybe they can steal a game on the road without the big guy and then maybe you do have a series when he comes back yeah well I'll get your action in on that series uh, on the all new bet parks casino and sportsbook app it's now live uh take it from harry and i the, the new bet parks app it's great it's everything that you want in a mobile casino and sportsbook right in your pocket i was bagging all kinds of different stuff on there it is yeah yeah all kinds of different stuff on the uh, start of the NHL playoffs, which have oh, been yeah. outrageous. Oh, I saw you got uh, – how many screens did you have up last night? Four? Four. Yeah. Four. Yep, that's exactly right. I had three computer <laughs> screens going and uh, the big TV in the home studio uh, known as Hockey HQ, Harry. There it is. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Will it be featured on Hockey Night in Canada this week? It very well could. Uh, I'll have to text a photo of it to Freege up there. <laughs> See a free job once again. Oh, good old Elliot Friedman from uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Oh my God! Uh, but get the app; it's easy to sign up, fun to use, faster to win than ever before, and uh, the promo is still going on all, right now. All Bet Parks users, new and existing, can use the promo code Jason seven fifty Jason seven five zero and get that risk free bet up to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, so download the new Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over twenty one and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, yeah, this six-year series, it brings me to, I was listening to the camera the other day. Why? What? I don't know. I was in the car, and I was waiting for my Bluetooth to connect, and he's going, <laughs> are the Sixers cursed because they did the process? <laughs> it's like every year something happens, yeah. right? Yeah. And this year, it's Embiid in the thumb, and now the orbital bone, blah, blah, blah. You know, from the picks of Fultz and Jaleel Okafor, Nerlens Noel, uh, down the line, Michael, Michael Carter, Carter Williams. Williams. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what did you really get out of this? And if they don't get out of the second round again, I think these process nitwits, I sound like uh, Eskin, uh, it's time to give it up and admit that this process thing was a, a guttural failure, just an absolute sham. But, Harry, do you believe in sports karma and they're being punished for disrespecting the sanctity of professional sport. Well, I believe in karma period, uh, you know, mm -hmm. for, for, you know, for everyday people, whether it's plastic in my view, but yeah, I do believe in karma and, uh, you know, I, I believe in the sports gods. Mm -hmm. And I think if you, uh, you know, uh, give the middle finger to the sports gods, you are going to get it coming around to you at some point. Yep. Now, is that what's going on with the Sixers, you know, with this Embiid injury? I don't know about that, but I do believe, you know, that they are not they are not viewed by the rest of the league and probably the sports god in the most positive of lights. Yeah. I mean, when you do that for four years. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you're getting what you deserve here. You get the great tease of Embiid. Mm -hmm. You get the tease of Ben Simmons. And then you got to ship him out of here and you go, oh, we get. James Harden, but James Harden's not James Harden. Right. He's uh, he's a shell of James what, what one. Yeah, right. You know, he's not the Houston Rockets, James Harden. Yeah. Let's put he's, it that way. He's like the saccharine J James Harden at this point. And, mm -hmm. and he's not nearly good enough 
to elevate this team. They're not a championship contender, even if they get past this round. No, I don't think they're good enough to beat either Boston or Milwaukee to get to the finals. Yeah, I really. And that's don't. what it was about, right? It was about yeah. not being in the middle ground. Right. But to me, being uh, a nine, ten seed or a team that can't get past the second round is the same thing in the NBA. Yeah, it's still a purgatory kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you absolutely. can't ever get past the second round, was giving up four years of basketball and thinking that was the only way to do it really the right thing to do because it's not no and and you know you thought that maybe a doc rivers would be able to push this team over the hump and we you know we've long uh figured out now that that he is not the answer either and i I, you know they lose in second round he's probably out of here oh yeah right i mean you can't keep doing the same thing you but i mean is it even really his fault i mean when you consider Embiid's tenuous health Mm-hmm. The shell of a player that Harden is. Tobias is overpaid, but delivers on occasion. Mm-hmm. Maxi was a great player, but he was playing a little spastic the other night. So, right. I mean, is it really on him? No, I mean, I, you know, there are certain things that I'm disappointed with with Doc Rivers that I thought we we would see as opposed to Brett Brown. Uh, I haven't been all that impressed with, you know, the way he utilizes his rotations, you know, the, the you know, just sort of common sense things of adjustments in game. I'm not impressed with either, but I know everybody was ripping on him the other night because they, they were tired of seeing Deandre Jordan in the game. He was in the game for what? 17 minutes, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not the biggest doc rivers fan, but what is he supposed to do? The other guy Reed was a walking foul. He had 5,013 minutes. So where yeah. is he really supposed to go here? Yeah. What, what's the option? You know what I mean? I mean, there's times to kill the coach, and then there's other times where you're like, you know, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, you're right, though. Sometimes he seems to get lost in the run of the opposition mm-hmm. and does not react nearly quick enough to it, whether it's a timeout, making some substitutions, getting guys back in the game. He seems too rigid sometimes with his substitutions and, and the time of the game that he likes to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not the game that's dictating it. It's his rigidity that's dictating it, and that's wrong. Yeah, uh, you know, but, but they 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 get eliminated in round two. He's definitely out of here, and you were probably looking at Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, and another guy is going to get you to round two and right. not, not past it. Yeah, you I think there's a talent. limit with him too. Yeah, yeah it's all about it. talent, and I don't I don't know if you know other players want to come here and play with Embiid. I mean, at this point, what, what's Embiid? Twenty eight years old? Is that what he is? I don't even know. I, mean, I don't he, even know how old he was when he was in college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, it's up. This for is debate. probably a guessing game, right? Yeah, really. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you, I think what you're getting to is, is there's a window. Yeah, you know where you, where you know he's going to be viable, and you know every time there's a new injury, you know, and I, I know an orbital bone isn't going to affect his ability to play in the future, but it just seems like he all, you know, things find him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Siakam, well, you know, claims that he wasn't doing it intentionally. And I, I choose to believe him. I mean, they're, they are fellow countrymen. fellow countrymen from Cameroon. And, you know, I don't think he intended to hurt him. Now, if you listen to the broadcast from Toronto, they were they they were over the moon with it. And they yeah. thought, you know, yeah, good. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> he did turn 28 on March 16th. And okay. let's face it, with his body, yeah. his size, he ain't going to hold up the 34. No, I don't think so either. That like that the so game's either. over for him probably at 31 32. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so when the he starts, closing, yeah, when he starts really breaking down, 
it's going to be a, a very pronounced slope that he slides down. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like the way a running back in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Once it happens. It happens fast. Yeah. Like yeah. Stephen, who was the guy? Not Stephen Davis. The guy out in Seattle. Who was that? Alexander. Yeah. Stephen Alexander. He yeah. was great for three years and then he couldn't get more than a yard and a half per carry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that was when he was with Washington. He was with the uh, Washington football team for his final year, I believe, in the league. Yeah. And he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't do anything. And he was shot. Yeah. And Clinton Portis was good for a couple of years. Same mm-hmm. thing, right? Speaking yep. of Washington. So that's just kind of, kind of the way it works. I don't know where that thing's going, but I think, you know, everybody's going to be upset and they're not going to get past the second round again. Again, And we'll be looking at the Phillies going, oh, what are the Phillies? And they're the Phillies. The same right. thing year after year after year. Can't yeah, field, I mean, can't pitch. Right. I mean, you know, they don't, they just don't have enough. You know, every now and then a couple of guys hit home runs and people get excited, but uh, they're not hitting yet uh, the way they're supposed to. And, you know, their pitching isn't all that great. You saw, you know, with that Met series. I mean, geez, how about that team start? Yeah. Baseball in New York is pretty good right now. Oh, no doubt. Well, they were aggressive too and they spent and they're getting the reward of it. You know, that's the thing that, that leads us to, you know, we're in Philly again, we're kind of going, where are we going to get a winner here? Mm-hmm. The Phillies are the Phillies, which is, this may sound harsh, but they're a loser franchise. They've lost more than any team in professional sports in yeah. all the majors. And, you know, they, they get our hype, get us hyped up with certain moves and stuff, but it's never enough. It's enough to get you hyped, but not enough to actually do anything with the exception of, you know, 2008 and that run, you know, 09, 10, and 11. But then, you know, the Flyers are in purgatory right now, big yeah. time. Thank goodness that season's over. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my man. word. There's a there's a really cozy spot in heaven for me for oh, suffering through this season. I'll tell you what. I mean, how many broad – do you have to do a broadcast a day? Yeah, well, during, during the season. The season? I, did, I did a podcast every day from September 9th until saturday this past saturday. every day seven days a week not one single day off even when i was out with the old lady hair right at the retreat at the salon and at the spa oh man for the couple of days i was sneaking out of the room at 11 30 at night to find a quiet spot in the hotel at bedford springs to record an episode of the podcast and have it uploaded for people in the morning now how long in general are those episodes then anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes wow Depending you can come on. up with 45 minutes of hockey content on a daily basis for six months. Yep. Holy crap. Yeah. It's, oh, it's man. not easy here, you know, and, and like this year it was tougher because, you know, usually I have a lot of player interviews and coaches and Matt, yeah. when, when, when they lose, side, they're not yeah. available. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want to talk and I don't no. want to talk to them if they don't want to talk. Right. So I got to come I had to, I had to pivot a bit in my content coverage this year. Mm. By the way, it was Sean Alexander, the running Sean back. Alex. Yeah, yes. not Steven. So before yes. anybody. Steven Davis. Yes, yeah, Sean Steven Alexander. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Right. So so the great white hope again is the Eagles mm-hmm. and the NFL draft. Now, were you locked in on the draft, Harry? Well, I was locked in on Thursday night. Like I said, you know, I had the two TVs working on Thursday night. Friday night, I was out. Uh, and Saturday, you know, during the day, I'm not staying in if it's a nice day and it was a nice day and we've had very few nice days, uh, this spring. So I was out, uh, on both Friday and Saturday's broadcast, but I was locked in on, on Thursday night and I was locked in against the Sixers, mind you. 
Yeah, well, I, against them, but I had them on too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, but I was locked into the NFL Network's broadcast. I, I oh. leaned to the NFL Network for my draft coverage rather than ESPN. Now, why is that? Because uh, NFL Network is a little bit more, I guess, meat and potatoes, and ESPN's a little more uh, side dish for you? Well, I, I'm just a fan. I'm not a fan of Greeny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had enough of Greeny. So, yeah. uh, you know, I will go to Rich Eisen, who, you know, he's not really my cup of tea either, but yeah. I prefer the way they do it as opposed to ESPN. Yeah. So the whole ESPN thing, period, end of sentence, worldwide leader bullshit to me. You know, the way that they didn't cover hockey when they didn't have skin in the game mm-hmm. just told me that they're not the worldwide leader. They don't care about sports. They care about what they got skin in the game with. Well, yeah. And unfortunately, that's pretty much the way it is across the board nowadays. You know, if yeah. you're not, you know, partnering with a certain league and and broadcasting games, you kind of act like the other things don't really exist. Yeah. Like when yeah. the WNBA is getting 50 times the coverage. I know. I'm going, okay, worldwide yeah. leader, my ass. What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, what <laughs> are we? Really? Yeah. The, I mean, the WNBA, give me a break. Yeah. Well. Nothing against it, but geez. Um, you sent me this article that uh, a guy at uh, Barrett Sports Media wrote about the NFL draft jumping the shark. Yeah. Are you Brandon, in agreement here, Harry? Brandon Kravitz is his name. He's, he's a Not radio Lenny guy. Kravitz. No, no, no. Brandon Kravitz is a radio guy down in Orlando, Florida on 96.9 The Game. And he had this article that caught my attention uh, saying that the NFL draft has jumped the shark. And if you pull it up and, you know, we, we get this newsletter, there's a picture of Eisen, you know, on the set, which was right there by the Bellagio. And yep. on the set with him, you know, it's not, uh, you know, any draft Knicks. There's no Daniel Jeremiah. It's the Blue Man Group oh, with Rich Eisen. And the point was, and I agree with this, that, um, you know, viewers aren't watching the NFL draft to see a magic show. Yeah. Okay. Chris Angel apparently started off the second day of coverage, which I did not see, uh, with some performance. And, you know, Roger Goodell was right up there. And, you know, Angel's making his way out of a straight jacket, nice. uh, you know, to start the the draft broadcast. And then they had, um, you know, sometimes they'll bring up old players from you know an organization to introduce a draft pick. Ed Marinaro, who was actually an actor, too, uh, announced the Vikings second round draft pick. And he went on about his playing career, not wanting to get drafted by the Vikings, uh pontificated some more crack trying to crack jokes he was like putting on a show up there it's like dude just get to the pick please yeah we're not here for this right i don't care about you who are you taking exactly and it's just and then they had wrestlers on they had wwe wrestlers on you know they did a promo and saying about you know which which player and which team was the best and all this it's all this sideshow stuff and i don't need any of that yeah you know, I'm and most geek. sports fans don't. I really don't think so. When it comes to the NFL, I don't think, I don't think they need that stuff. I really don't. I, I agree with you, and it it take, takes you to the point of go. Why are you trying to bring people into something that probably aren't going to be there? Just serve the serve your core audience. Yeah, serve the shot in the beer guys. Right now, I, yeah. I get the fact that they move this draft around and they're trying to sort of you know uh, play up the you know the the vibe or the culture of whatever city they're in. I I understand all that, but I think they go too far with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I need none of that. I want the picks and I want them rapidly. I think mm-hmm. the clock you're on the clock is already too long. I agree. You know, it should yeah, be every three minutes. Yeah. And the guy should be trying to run a four, four 40 to get up there and put the pick in, in time. And if, if Howie Roseman can't run it fast enough, you lose your pick. <laughs> right. Howie Roseman had the phones working all weekend though. How many trades did he make? Man, that guy, he is trader Howie. He, yeah. he I mean, you talk He's about serving man. an audience, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get from him and he gives it to you. My he's never goodness. boring. He's he's no. good copy. He is. You know, I'm, really I'm not is. a huge fan of him, but you know, he well, made some moves here in this draft. And what'd you think of the first round pick and then the trade? I, I tell you, man, I, I love AG, AJ Brown being a part of this team. I mean, they finally have now a, a real veteran presence and guy that, you know, knows how to play. I mean, you know, he's had a couple of great years uh, down in Tennessee and uh, you pair him with Devontae Smith. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be something to see. Uh, you know, they're often veteran into that wide receiver room. Yeah. They needed that, you know, because I mean, obviously it's kind of interesting the way it turned out that they make a move with Tennessee who didn't want to pay AJ Brown. He ends up getting, you know, 57 million guaranteed a four-year contract from the Eagles. Tennessee didn't want to do that. So they do, what do they do? They draft the guy that was compared to him in the draft in Burks from, uh, Arkansas. Who yep. was one of the players that I thought the you know the Eagles might have had some interest in. So they they went with the sure thing rather than taking another first round pick with a wide receiver and rolling the dice. And I yep. love it because they've rolled the dice and it's come up, you know, snake eyes too many times. Yeah, uh, you know, it's come up craps too many it times. Crapped right. out, and, and you know the known commodity is the big part because yeah. if you want to move forward, you got to have that known commodity and. Um, you know, if you have the money to be able to commit to it, good. But you know, it is worrisome to me in the sense that why did Tennessee want to move on? Do mm-hmm. we know the whole story here? Well, I, I just don't worry. think they, they wanted to in, invest in in that position with that amount of money with this guy. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, but the Eagles ended up trading the 18th pick and the 101st pick. Uh, for a stud wide receiver. So, uh, you know, I'm good with it. Uh, you know, the move up to get Jordan Davis, you know, if he can eventually, you know, play three downs, it's a great move um, because he's an, absolute, he's an absolute beast, man. I mean, this guy ran a 4.7540, I believe, somewhere around 4.78, I think it was. Yeah. At the size, it's freakish what, <laughs> what this guy can do. He occupies two and three blockers at, at a time against teams like Alabama. So, you know, he'll probably, you'll be able to do that in the NFL. Yeah. So he's like at, that's like watching a you know industrial size refrigerator freezer from a restaurant run a force. Exactly. exactly. Huge. Yeah, he's he's a monster and and then they get uh, Cam Jurgens uh in the third round I believe it was. Uh actually no, that was the second round. Yeah. Uh the center from Nebraska who apparently Jason Kelsey helped them draft. He said, he's the guy. Let's go get him as my heir apparent. So, you know, Kelsey probably only be around here for maybe one more season. So you got that. And I mean, they, they are, you look at what they have on both lines, offensive and defensive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And everything starts there. Like you right. got to be good there. That's the old Andy Reid philosophy. Right. That's always been their philosophy, you know, for the yeah. last, you know, two decades or so. And then they ended up getting the Kobe Dean at 83, who was the linebacker that everybody was thinking might have even been a first round pick. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody have been wanting a linebacker here for so long and they finally get a guy to play the inside. Maybe he might have had some sort of pectoral issue and some guys might have thought he was undersized. But, man, that guy played for the best defense in college football that had five players taken in the first round, which is unbelievable. I think it's a, an all time record from one side of the ball from one college in the first round and he ends up falling in the third round he's a hell of a player he was he was the the heart and soul of that defense uh for georgia so i i i like the draft i thought the eagles uh did a nice job yeah and you know the, the thing about the draft is when it ends then you get the you know you get the rookie mini camp mm-hmm. you start to get to the otas and every schedule release is coming so yeah oh that's a big day harold yeah. sports yeah. radio oh yeah <laughs> anthony doing w's and l's with give him a call. win give him a loss dog yes yeah. week seven <laughs> they're gonna be in cleveland what right. do you got? well and, then, and also you look at the road games and plan your road trip like what's the one place that you gotta go the road trip that's on right? the road right yeah yeah um, who are the Eagles opponents uh, in, in 2022? I'm going to bring it up. Um, schedule opponents. Because we got we got a final. Let's, let's beat sports radio to it, Harry. <laughs> so for the Eagles, they have team-by-team team opponents. Uh, the Eagle, nah, that's not what I want. Yeah, forget about the division games. We all know those. Yeah, you're going to play each of those teams twice. Uh, so when you get into the NFC East, the Eagles, their opponents for – the 2022 seasons, obviously Dallas, New York, these are home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, then Green Bay, they have it, Lincoln Financial Field. Right. Oh, so there you go. They, they uh, go on the road to Indianapolis, to Houston, Detroit, Chicago, um, and Arizona. Houston, Arizona. you say Houston, Harry? Yeah, I said and Houston. Indy. Yeah, and Indy. I, you know, Indy's an easy trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an impressive stadium. It's a fun, you know, fun town. You know, it's a good town for an event. I've been to a Final Four there. And, uh, you know, so that's an easy trip. But I, probably Arizona. Yeah, you go out a good and, one. You know, play some golf in Scottsdale or something. You're hoping you get Arizona early when they're without the receiver. Yeah, but then when you go out there, it's real hot. Well, it's going to be hot there tomorrow. It's a desert. Yeah. And I, well, it's nice, though, in the wintertime. Like, the oh, we like it. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Houston, I've been to Houston yeah. a few times. It's okay. Yeah. It's nothing great. Yeah. Detroit, I can do without. Chicago, that's a good trip. Well, that that one, again, depends on when it is, though, Harry. If that's well, December 17th. Yeah. That's really. a tough putt. Good point. Good point. Yeah. September in Chicago would be nice. Oh, on yeah, the way. You can go to, to Wrigley. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's beautiful. I was out there in 2010 for the cup final. Me and the old lady went out. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was Memorial Day weekend, game oh, one yeah. and two. Nice. And that was also when Doc Holiday, it was during game one of the cup final, and Doc Holiday threw the perfect game. Oh, wow. So I was in the bowels of the United Center watching that hair. And because Doc played in Toronto, all the Canadian media was hunkered down on it. Oh, yeah. And including the one and only Don Cherry watching the game with us. And <laughs> what, what suit, suit was he wearing? It was a black and white checkered on the cuffs mm-hmm. with the huge shoulders. Like oh. everything was oversized and like the, the, the shirt things are like at four feet long. Right, right. And the hair and the, the beard. lapels are big and the, yeah. and the collars. Are, yeah. Don yeah. Now, you know, that Chicago trip, though. 
like maybe Notre Dame plays at home that weekend. You can Great go out point. there for a Saturday, Sunday, Saturday at, yeah. uh, with the Golden Dome with Tom Byrne. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I've never yeah. been to Notre Dame. Oh, I, you have one of those temples of sport. I've done a game there. Oh, for when Temple played, yeah, there, correct? Yeah, yeah, they got blown out, but I did the game. So did, the- did you go by Touchdown Jesus Act? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't see it from the field anymore. Yeah, that's like an outrage. used to because they built the stadium. You know, they've remodeled that stadium. They've done a nice job with it, but now you can't see it from the field. They got to, why aren't they elevated up a little higher on a platform so you can see it from the field? Well, it's, it's part of the library, I think. It's like a, it's on the library. You can't elevate the library. They should go full Josh Groban and you raise me up, Harry. <laughs> and raise up ch- touchdown Jesus. I think that's the only time Josh Groban will be mentioned on a show with me ever. Oh, he's a good singer, though, Harry. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. He sings that You Raise Me Up song. Does Metallica do a cover version of that song? Not yet, but that's not a bad idea. I may, I may put one of those together. Yeah. Wouldn't a that be funny? Band. Like if a guy yeah. like Josh Groban toured like with Metallica and had used them as his backing band. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. I'd actually go see that maybe. Josh Groban singing uh, Enter Sandman. Yes. That would, <laughs> with, who's, who's the other, who's the crooner? Michael Buble. Yeah, singing Buble. Metallica would be great as well. Right. Or like Black Sabbath. Buble doing Black Sabbath. Yes. <laughs> Iron Man. Right. <laughs> that would be classic. By the way, did you see that the Who is going to be in town? Now, when is that? Is that this week? I, I don't know, but I know they're touring, and it's just, you know, of course, the two of them, Daltrey and Entwistle. You see, you go, you see them, and you go, Who? Yeah. Who else I, is with them? I know. I mean, it's a it's a running joke, but they weren't they the ones that started the final tour nonsense decades ago? Oh, they may have been. I think they were the one that said, you know, like this is the, you know, the the final tour of the Who. And it's like 35 years ago. In 86. Yeah. <laughs> the farewell tour. It's unbelievable. I went and saw Ozzy's retirement tour, Har. Mm-hmm. And two years later, I went and saw Ozzy's retirement sucks tour. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I think that was in 97. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's too much. I mean, I love the Who. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I've seen them before and they're great, uh, but I would have no interest in this. So did you see him with Entwistle and uh, who was the drummer? Danny, I want to say Danny Jones. Kenny Jones. Kenny Jones. Yeah, I believe, I believe Kenny Jones was the drummer. I know Entwistle was still with the band. Okay. Um, so, you know, this was before he expired. Did he play Boris the Spider on the Yeah, uh, I believe he did. On the, the uh, Explorer bass? Oh that yeah, huge base. Yeah, Morris the Spider. Man, he would just hang out back there, like by the yeah. amps. Man, he didn't do a whole lot of moving around, did John? Uh, you didn't need to with Pete. No, <laughs> Pete was windmilling all over the stage. Oh yeah, and then you get Daltrey, who's one of the best front men in rock and roll history. Yeah, you know, and all swinging the, mic the microphone. Swinging. Yeah, it's great. He's had to eclipse at least a number of uh, stagehands in his career that mm-hmm. were coming up to pick up a mic stand, and he decided to start swinging that thing. No doubt about it. Yeah, I, I'm not interested. They're playing with an orchestra, too. They are? Yeah, and I know Metallica did the orchestra thing, mm-hmm. and I wasn't interested in that. It was you the didn't S&M see that? Tour. Symphony and Metallica. You, you didn't go see that one? No. A buddy no. of mine went up and saw it in New York, said it was great, but I, I'm I'm more into, like, the thrash and the, and the chunk and being up there in a pair of black jeans and a ripped black shirt. I don't mm-hmm. need all the Michael Kamen and the uh, San Francisco Symphony there. Right, right. I'm, yeah, it's not I, for me. 
I have now. Do you think our buddy John DeBella, who is a devotee to uh, Pete Townsend, do you think he'll be in attendance? Uh, there's not a, a doubt, a shred of doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. He will not only be in attendance, but I I would venture to say that Pete will make an appearance on the JDB show oh. one day before. Uh, always look on the bright side of life. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to guest, right? Oh, uh, you would think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have a long history yeah. together. And that interview will be recorded in an afternoon prior to when it airs. Uh, it, I don't know that Pete's getting up early to check in. No, Pete's days of getting up early ended long before the who likely yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> morning show, no, no, no. Yeah, We tape I, in the afternoon. You can play in the morning. I have his uh, autobiography. Pete? Pete. Now, I, I want to read. That's one, one of the two books that I'd like to get through this year are the uh, uh, the Keith Richards bio autobiography and uh, Pete Townsend. Jeez, you're probably intoxicated by the time you read that Keith Richards one. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, top three who songs for you? Like, I, I think of the Pete, like Eminence Front, because he sings yeah. so much on that one. It's a great um, song. 515 is one of my favorites wow. from Quadrophenia. Okay. Um, I also like I'm One from Quadrophenia, that Pete on the acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I mean, Behind Blue Eyes is tough to leave out. Yeah. Bob or, O'Reilly. Yeah, or Won't Get Fooled Again. Yeah. The breakdown in Won't Get Fooled Again is one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, the drums. Yeah. What about You Better You Better You Bet? Not one of my favorites. I mean, I you know, I won't turn the channel. It's kind of cheesy, right? It is. It is a little bit. Yeah. What about uh pinball wizard hair? No. No? That's not no, nah, it's not one of my things. Oh, one I'd of the much prefer the quadrophenia to the pinball wizard. Okay. A little more to, psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. a big quadrophenia guy. All right. Yeah. Man, I I can I can go with you on that. Um I was always a fan, but never like a super fan of it. They never like really hit me. Oh yeah. Now, some bands like like Zeppelin and Plant and Page and that mm-hmm. what they did hit me. The Who okay. never hit me the same huh. way. I like it, but it never kind of like the Doors like embedded themselves in me like a tick. Right, right. But the Who never did for me. Yeah, for I like reason. the Who. Like Meaty Beaty Big and Bouncy is a great record of yeah. singles. Like, but mm-hmm. you know, sort of their earlier kind of stuff. It's a great record. And uh, oh, the the song "Long Live Rock" is awesome. Yeah, Long Live. That is a great. Tune. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, that is. I mean, some of his vocal performances are fantastic. Oh. I think. I think for me with him, it was like almost too theatrical at times. Hmm. So it felt okay. I you know, could see Tommy that. stuff and felt a yeah. more, little more kind of Broadway ish. Yeah. Then. Yeah. The Tommy it. stuff. I didn't really, I, that's not, I say like I, I said, pinball wizard, pinball wizard is on Tommy, yeah. but Tommy I, versus quadrophenia. I would always go quadrophenia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think like of any of these old bands that are still torn around that I'm going, okay, I need to see that band. Like you and I went and saw the Eagles. Right. Because I never saw the Eagles with James Taylor. It was what was that? Citizens Bank Citizens Park. Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, that wasn't one of my favorite shows by them. I've seen them so many times. Yeah, you're too far. Um, you got to see them indoors. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the outdoor show. It's too too much space for me. I yeah, I mean the outdoor show had to be like a you know like a stadium thing where you're. I don't know. Like the Citizens Bank Park shows are different. 
yeah. than like the old JFK shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean. Or if you go to like the outdoor, like whatever it's called over in Camden now. Yeah, it's been changed about 20 different times. Yeah, If you're in the lawn, it's like, okay, that's a cool lawn experience, but you're not really there for the show. Right. But if you have good, like I saw the Black Crows with Jimmy Page mm. in the seventh row center. Wow. At that Camden um, place. Yeah. And that was insane. Wow. Yeah, I saw Alan Jackson and John Anderson, a country show. Wow. In the John second- Anderson from Yes. No, John Anderson, the country singer, not John Anderson from Yes. Um, He warmed up for Alan Jackson, and I saw it in the second row at the Raleigh version of the amphitheater, the outdoor amphitheater thing. It was was amazing. Yeah, and Alan Jackson good there? Did you do a little... uh tremendous way down yonder on the chattahoochee yes hair? he did absolutely that was the year that that, that he toured that was the oh that really was the record yeah absolutely. it must have been hotter than a hoochie coochie oh it was it was <laughs> we laid rubber in georgia asphalt <laughs> got a little crazy but we never got caught that's exactly <laughs> i love that song i just love the lyric way down yeah. yonder on the chat and the guitar lick is pretty good too that, oh, he can play i know i know yes <laughs> He can play a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm not a bit like I was seeing somebody put this on Twitter because the weather was really nice. Maybe it been yesterday. But, you know, when the weather gets nice, that's when like the Kenny Chesney music comes sure. out, windows down. But that meant like it, like I want to like that shit, but I just oh, can't. He's great to it. see like at the link. I've seen really? him at the link. I've seen him at FedEx Field. Uh, Eric Church uh, was part of that crew. Mm-hmm. He's great to see outdoor like those outdoor concerts like for those country events are like what the rock events were in the seventies and eighties in the stadiums. Like the vibe. Yeah. It's amazing. Zach Brown. Yeah. He's great too. That band's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I do like some of his stuff, but uh, like, I don't know. I just can't like fall in love with the music and I I can't even find new music that I like anymore. Like, you know what it is with you? It's, you would consider it kind of a violation against your heavy metal code if you admitted that you actually liked a couple of those songs. No, it's not that. Like, I just no. love good musicianship. Mm-hmm. Like, like be, every time when we do a podcast before you come on, I always have some music playing right. just on the stream just to make sure all the audio is working and everything. And, yeah. like, today I had Eric Johnson's live performance of Cliffs of Dover. Right. right? Great guitarist. Great yeah. guitarist. I had never seen him before. I didn't even know what he looked like. Oh, And you, he does not song. look like you would think. No, no. The way he plays. Yeah. And he's phenomenal, but like I just like good musicianship. Like, hey, some I, of these country bands, I'm telling you, you talk yeah, about musicianship. Yeah. I mean, these guitar players are freaking amazing, and the you know the the fiddle players, and oh yeah, I, I watched a, a documentary on Amazon Prime on some something about Nashville and all the songwriters and how they work together. Oh yeah, everything. I'd like and to see that. What's the name of it? You got to. I'll dig up. it up and, and I'll send yeah. it to you. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I would look it up. It'll take me too long. And I, I was watching it and there's that song. Um, I drive your truck. You know that song? I drive your truck. No. Um, I forget who, who actually recorded it, but there's these two women that wrote it oh. and they tell us it, it, it's actually done by, Lee Bryce. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a a true story about a soldier who was killed in battle and his father that drives his old pickup truck. Oh. And if you read the lyrics to the song, it's it's an incredible song. I never knew the song, Mm 
Mm-hmm. It talks about the dirty Braves cap on the dash and um, the thing burns gas like crazy, but that's all right. People get got their ways of coping and I've got mine. I drive your truck. I roll the windows down. I burn up, I you know, do donuts in the field, the whole thing. Right. Total country song. But they they go through how these two women came across the story and then wrote the song and then found somebody to record it. And I'm watching this episode. I'm like, Jesus, this is unbelievable. And it's not my kind of song or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But like it like hit me like a fucking lightning bolt. Oh, yeah. I'm like this song is like Americana. Yeah. Well, it's, there's a lot of those songs. Yeah. You know, like, but you got to really listen. You right. Pay attention. You got, you got, you can't listen to Jimmy. You got to hear Jimmy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. That's my story. So, uh, anything else you want to get to, huh? Um, we hit on the Sixers, right? Um, yeah, we hit, we hit on the, the draft. Oh, another one of those songs. You go back and listen to this, and you might like it. Uh, if you like those lyrics, Jamie Johnson does a song called In Color. Jamie you should have seen it. Yeah, Jamie Johnson, J A M E Y Johnson. And it's about him looking through old photos of like his grandfather and they're all black and white photos, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the old days. And they, t- they talk about what the picture represents. You should have seen it in color. It's a great lyric. Great song. Oh, wow. Yeah, you, you'd all like right. it. Do, do yeah. you have a, a favorite lyric that you live by, Harry? Because you, you're a simple guy. And I mean, we have the Harry Maze-isms and mm. uh, but. Do you have a lyric that you sticks out as your favorite lyric? Boy, that's a good question. I got one. You do? It's and it's uh, like I'm a Pearl Jam fan, and I like Eddie Vedder. Right. I'm not like a huge monster guy like that, but mm-hmm. with the lyric in the song "I Am Mine," is one of the best lyrics I've ever heard. It's "I know I was born. I know that I'll die. The in between is mine." It, it's oh, a great wow. lyric. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because the in between is mine. <laughs> and I am mine. That's the song. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wish you would have given me a little time. I got to think about this. Um, well, there's an Eric Clapton song that is on. I forget which record it's on, too. Oh, damn it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll have to look this up. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many, like, I have so many that I, I absolutely love, but that one from, from Vetter. I know I was born. I know that I'd, I'll die. The in-between is mine. I actually have a shirt that wow. has the lyric on it that I found. Man. Fantastic one. That's pretty good. All right, let's tell the people about the Bet Parks app. Do you have any, uh, any PGA bets, Harry, that you like? Uh, I'm actually going down to the tournament tomorrow. What? Uh, yeah, it's down in suburban Washington, D.C. at TPC Potomac mm. uh, in Maryland. The reason I'm going, yeah, Potomac. That's that's what my ex-wife's mother used to call it because they lived down there. The the Potomac River, yeah, not Potomac. It was the Potomac. It was the Potomac, exactly. Um, so I'm going to TPC uh, Potomac and to see Brandon Matthews, my buddy who played at Temple mm-hmm. and is on the Corn Ferry Tour. He got an exemption, a sponsor's exemption for this week's PGA mm-hmm. tournament. So he's playing uh, Thursday afternoon. He tees off at two twenty-two. And I'll be down there uh, to follow his group around. Who Who's in his group? Anybody that we uh, would know? No, you you wouldn't know anybody else that he's playing with. I looked it up. All um, right. But Does he uh, had nice odds on the Bet Parks app, huh? You know, he's about like, like, man, what is he? Tweezed. I got him right here. 25,000 plus 25,000. So that's 250 to one to win it. And 150 to one 
to lead after the first round. But I took a piece out of his top 40 play at plus 275. Okay. So, And what's his name again? Brandon Matthews. Brandon He's Matthews. on the Corn Ferry Tour. He'll be full-time on the PGA Tour next year. Because uh, nice. he's going to – he'll he's all, all but qualified already. He's got to win great. on Corn Ferry. All right. So you're going to be heading to the podium. Yeah, I'll be down there. All right. And you'll have the uh, Bet Parks app in your pocket, but you're going to have to go over to the Pennsylvania border. That's right. To get those wagers in. It's the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It is now live. Take it from me. Take it from her. It's uh, everything you want in a mobile casino and sportsbook, and it is right in, the, right in your pocket. Easy to sign up, easy to use, fun to use, faster to win than ever before. And uh, Bet Parks users, use the promo code JASON750. This is for new and existing users, and you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $750. Not bad. Terms and conditions apply. So do yourself a favor. Download the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Next week, our episode 23. We'll How about crank that? It up. You're still trying to find that lyric, aren't you? Yeah, I am, and I can't find it. All right, you can text it to me, and maybe I will. we'll come up with a few for next week, and we'll we'll play some audio samples of said uh, lyrics as well. Are we allowed to do that? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, we'll we'll take care of that. All right, it won't be a problem. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Leave us a rating and review, uh, and we'll talk to you next week on a brand new episode of Bet Parks presents the Odd G's podcast. The 